0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347 838 92784 listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure-earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, you know we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday, May 23rd, 2011. Yes, the year is going by. And we are here and excited about that. And, you know, I hope that you are truly is excited about your future because it is very bright. I promise you it is. I don't care what it looks like. Know that it is extremely bright. And, you know, we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so spread the word. Now, today, you know, we say this every week, we have another awesome show in store for you, as we are committed to bringing you the quality and programming, bringing you information, practical advice as well, so that you can actually apply it to your businesses and professional careers today. And I know this a lot of times, with technology, it has really, really enhanced our lives, and it's made it easier for people like myself to have radio programs. Um, you look at so many other things as far as websites, it has just made a big difference for the consumer there is or shall i say the entrepreneur there is nothing really that we can't do that we can't touch if you have ideas this is the time to really really begin to act on those ideas but one of the things i know uh, as we look at our our industry and we look at being entrepreneurs that question when we go into business What do we need to do? Not only do we need to be prepared for our expenses as far as the the lease, if we have an office space, or as far as, um, you know, uh, insurances are concerned, but we also need to look at that advertising and marketing. And a lot of times we don't always plan for that. And a lot of times we don't understand the difference between advertising and marketing. Well, our guest today happens to know the difference. She is what I like to say an advertising guru. Is none other than veteran D. Daniels. So you just gotta gotta know this. This show I'm telling you, you want to go right now, grab your papers, your pens, and tablets so that you can get this information right now. Also, we need for you to go and call everybody, tell them to dial three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight that's three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight or you can Facebook them, tweet them, text them, just let them know to tune into the show now. They can also tune into our chat room or listen live at w Sisters, that's Wealthy Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. And remember to follow us there uh, on the website so that you can get your reminder out before the show. So, once again, we were talking about our phenomenal guest today, and you've just got to hear a little bit of her background so that you can see how powerful she is. Miss Dee Daniels is a veteran in both print and broadcast. She began her radio um, career, a, a career as a radio. radio. Radio news reporter in Charleston, West Virginia, covering politics and government. Uh, And then she moved on to her home, returning to Chicago there and worked at WKDZ, WKDC Jazz in Elmhurst. And desiring to pursue Chicago radio, she interned for WNUA and produced the morning and afternoon shows. Finally, she was able to land a position on air at WJPC, an important career move for her because she was able to meet Mr. John H. Johnson, all right now, and build a formative relationship with him as, as her, him being a mentor. And that encouraged her to later to produce what we see today. She's also received numerous awards. She's a publisher of several magazines, um, one Noor Woman's Magazine as well. She has the Noir um, Woman's Ad Network. Man, I'm telling you, she's also a member of the National Association of Black Journalists in Chicago, a board member of the Association of Women Journalists, and a national member of Women Impacting Public Policy. So when we come back... From the short commercial break, we are going to hear from none other than advertising guru herself, the media mogul, shall we say, Miss D. Daniels. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Wealthy Sisters. We'll be right back. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in store. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, The Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T H E B A T I E. Group.com or call the baby group at 877 264 7699. Yes, we are live back on Wealthy Sisters. Today is another fabulous Monday. Want to remind everybody we cannot tell you how excited we are about the PBW Tour. That's the PBW Maximizing You Tour 2011. It started out with just three cities. It's grown to over 35. We are coming You, you ask for, we are honoring you. We're acting on that request. Some of those cities are Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Vegas, Huntsville, Alabama, Kansas City, St. Croix, just to name a few. Go to www.thepbw.com. That's thepbw.com and click on the flyer so that you can get registered and get your complimentary admission because seats are going fast and you know it's limited. So once again, we want to welcome everybody to our show today. We have a very, very special guest on the line, and I am not going to keep her from you any longer. We want to open the lines up to Miss D. Daniels. Hello. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters.
2: Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm just really thrilled to be here with you guys Today.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. And we know it's a little early for you, although you're based out of Chicago. We know you're a worldwide traveler, and in I Vegas am. today.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm in Las Vegas, so everything is like a couple of hours earlier. I was telling you uh, when we spoke before. I'm getting up and, and looking at
1: the clock, and it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm saying, why
2: am I up? <laughs>
1: Well, they, you know, they say our bodies really, we don't really need an alarm clock if we is really trained uh, to, to wake up at a certain time. So I guess you are proving exactly. that to be so. Exactly. It, but, you know, it's not
2: so bad because, like I said, it's a 2 hours difference, so it does allow mm-hmm. me to just get started on the Midwest
1: right away because generally it's, you know, time that I can make calls there. <laughs> so it's working out okay. It's working out okay. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, I tell you, your background is just so incredible. You've done some amazing things. I mean, having the opportunity to to work with Mr. John H. Johnson and I, I, that right there alone, I, I just cannot wait to hear. Um, your experience from there. But we always like to get a little bit of more background. We're kind of nosy over here, Wealthy Sisters. And, um, nosy is good. Yeah. Nosy is good. <laughs> I'm nosy too. That's kind of like one of the faults of journalism. You're nosy. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, you know, because we, we got to know, you know, everybody has to say, okay, oh yeah, I had that same background, so this can happen right. to me too, you know. But tell us, we understand you grew up in Chicago. Tell us a little bit about Definitely. your upbringing and how you actually. Um, moved into broadcast and
2: journalism. Okay, right, right. I am from Chicago, um, but I actually ended up starting my career, as I said, in West Virginia. I was married at the time, and we had moved to um, Charleston, West Virginia. And it, it's really funny. I kind of got discovered for the business. I happened. I was in a restaurant. And this guy was being really nosy, and I'm wondering why does he keep turning around like he was in the seat, you know, like in the um, uh, booth in front of us. But he kept like mm-hmm. turning around, and I'm thinking why is he listening to our conversation? And then <laughs> finally, he actually got up, and he, you know, came over to the table and he asked me if I worked in, you know, television. And I'm like, no, I don't. And he said, oh, you got a great voice, and um, I'd love for you to audition for. They were doing something which was kind of like the uh, morning show, like a morning show, like Good Day America Mm -hmm. or something, but they had Good Day in every, um, I think, in every city at that time. So he had me come in to audition, but I did not get the job, and I didn't get the job because I had absolutely no experience, but they loved my voice, and they happened to own a radio station. So they sent me to the radio station and said, okay, we want to groom you because you don't have enough experience, but we love your voice. You're not ready for TV, but we like to groom you. So we're going to give you a job in radio. So that's actually how I got my first job in radio, working. Um, At that time, it was a station called WCHS, which was a news station.
1: So that's how
2: I I kind of like accidentally fell into the field. Even though I had went to school for it, I hadn't really worked in the field. So that's kind of how it started. (laughs) Yeah. So just by chance. And and I was kind of down at first because I'm like, what do you mean? you? I didn't get the job. You guys had me coming here. But then I ended up in radio and finding that I liked radio because I didn't have to worry about the way I looked. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't have to get dressed the same way, huh? Right. I didn't have to dress up. I could look any kind of way, go in there and just do a shift. And, and I, um, you know, I was always passionate about news. So I ended up, you know, working there, then I came back to Chicago. And when I came back to Chicago, that's when I started um, at WJPC, which was the station that John H. Johnson owned. And mm-hmm. that that was like a really fun time because the station, you know, was kind, it was one of few black stations um, in Chicago at that time. I came aboard with a great team of people, uh, had great uh, program directors and mentors that kind of, Take, took me, I guess, to the next level, level of the career. So it was fun. And, um, you know, from there I went to several other stations, uh, but then I also was always a writer. So I'm like I really kind of got a little bit bored with radio at that time and said I really wanted to make more of an impact in terms of um, doing interviews and, and covering the news so I decided I wanted to go back into print because I had originally started out in print and then went to radio. So I think at that time I worked for, um, I can't even remember, but a couple of newspapers in the suburb of Chicago. Um, the mm-hmm. Reporter Progress was one and then uh, Suburban Liberty Suburban Newspaper Group. I worked there for several years and then decided I wanted to come hang out with the big boys in Chicago. So
1: (laughs) I applied for the
2: Tribune, and then I ended up going to the Chicago Tribune working um, with City News. They had a group called City News uh, there where you covered a lot of, um, you know, the hardcore news of crime and and politics and things like that. And that's kind of where it all began. And at some point I, you know, was like, well, you know, I think I really would like to do something – that's more focused on African Americans. And, I, you know, I wasn't really liking the fact that there was very little news that covered us. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, there were several, several black publications, and I thought, well, you know, I don't really want to be another publication like what already exists, so what is it that I can do that, you know, can brand myself as a product, um, you know, be worthy and, and create, uh, you know, a strong brand in the market? And I decided that what I wanted to do was to create an African-American woman's publication because there was nothing in the market at that time. And I felt that would be, you know, my best base for starting something. And that's how Noir Woman came to be. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, we launched, we launched our first issue in November of 2004. And I, at that time I said, well, I need a strong woman to impact my first cover. Who can uh-huh. that be?
1: That oh, has who to could be Michelle be Obama. Be. <laughs>
2: A friend of mine was actually doing press for um, uh, Barack and Michelle at the time, and I asked him, I said, Julian Julian Green, it was his name. I said, Julian, can you please give Michelle Obama to do an interview for me? And he's
1: like, well, let's see, and that happened. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's how we launched. <laughs> and the rest is wow. history, as they say. <laughs> well, you know, I love your story, and i tell you what I love about it, because... <laughs> you know a lot of times when when it's time for us to go out there and do it we take a lot of times de- deliberating trying to figure right. out how it's going to work trying to get all the answers before we just yeah. Do it, and right. I love it that you you stepped out there. Um, I, as a matter of fact, it reminds me of was watching uh, CNBC. The um, oh, I forgot that one. of, one, No, is MSNBC one of those that was give, doing the autobiographies, and they were talking about uh, speaking of Chicago uh, Sears. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> when he started, he, he you know before he started selling suits, they said that he had gone out and he sold all these suits like a thousand. Right. So suits, and he didn't even have the suits. He didn't even he didn't have a even maker, have and then he found he found the maker. So I love that because, right? Well, you know, well, you my, know when my, I started,
2: <laughs> my woman it's like, "Where was the money? I didn't have the money, yeah. so it, it was yeah. pretty much going out on faith." And you yeah. know, fortunately, a lot of the work I was actually able to do myself. But in addition mm-hmm. to that, what I always tell people about is I had a strong network of supporters um, mm-hmm. and friends from being in the business so long. So, when I needed writers, you know I mm-hmm. had you know top right people I could go to, and a lot of these were were friends of mine from radio, like Zelda mm-hmm. Robinson and um gosh, and just a ton of Ladonna Tittle, and these are veterans that I said, "Hey, listen, I need you guys to write for me," and they were like, "When and <laughs> wow. from, and I will tell you from two thousand four till today, those same women write
0: so wow, that's that, incredible you know, a
2: lot of it has to do with you know building strong relationships and being around people, you know, that are really bright and that can do things and to not be intimidated. I like people that I feel are stronger than me in some ways. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, yes. You know, and a lot of times
2: we're more, you know, a lot of times instead we're, you know, especially as African-Americans, I hate to say it, but we're more intimidated by each other and won't work together. But I have an amazing group of women that are very supportive and that work well together and, you know, they're not intimidated by each other.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you you are speaking. I mean, you're saying so yes. much. I mean, just just to reiterate that fact of building those key relationships. That business is about relationships. I mean, we had uh, a special guest on, um, Mr. Um, Frazier, George Fraser, and right. he always says that that you know your business is is the is the relationship. You know, our, we know our product is not the actual physical product, it's people. It's people exactly. in the relationship. And then uh, circulating or surrounding yourself with those who can stretch you, people who are doing more and not being threatened by that. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that after your experience? You've just said that, but why is that so important, and why do you think that's hard for us to grasp? To really you know, do that.
2: And I thought about that a lot, but I'll tell you about there was a, a moment that was very impactful for me. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's so funny. And, like I say, mentors and women that have kind of guided me or contributed to me in some way. One of those women I have to say is, is Melanie Span Cooper, of course, at WVON. And the reason I always think of Melanie is because I recall when I first had um, started our print publication. And I had I was sitting in Melanie's office and I was talking to her about it and, and she was just you know she was really just one of those people that was like super cheering me on saying yeah you got to do it, and I, we had this conversation and she said to me she said D now let me see if I got to get this right she said when it gets to the point look around at your friends and mm-hmm. if you're the most successful person in the group it's time to mm-hmm. get you some new friends. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. profound for me because. What she was saying, I mean, it was something very simple, but then when you think about it, if you're, you know, with a group of women and you're the star of the show, you're not going to learn much from the people that you're around. But if you surround yourself, you know, with with all the top leaders and those women that are aggressive and assertive and and some may know more than you, they have more to bring to the table and they're going to enable you to grow. And so that's something that kind of stuck with me. I think from that point on I was always conscious about you know the people that I was around, I wanted to to be around women that were that I felt were that knew more that were brighter or that you know had success that I didn't have because it allowed me to grow and be more assertive you know in business um in business, I don't know right. why we don't think like that, but that's mm-hmm. probably the downfall of us in terms of success and I think you know when I think about where we are right now um especially with the age of technology. You know, it's very important that we do think like that because there's millions of African-Americans online, but when you look at strong business models online, there are very few that are African-American owned. When you look at, you know, all these great websites, Facebook and Google and, you know, all the advertising networks, you don't see any that are black owned, and that's where the money is online. We're not getting these huge, um, you know, we're not getting these huge influxes of cash to build our products out so we really, um, you know, have to look at this opportunity and how we're not going to get caught up, you know, with the online situation as we've done
1: offline with business. Right, exactly, you know, and I think what i studied, studied, um, just my own little analysis. Is, we, well, we all have this. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and having to have a, a strong background, um, I spent many years in network marketing, it finally, I finally learned, and maybe you have seen this um, towards the end, that People are really driven more by attention than money, you know, because if, if you're serious about your bottom line, you're going to do things that affect it. Positively Instead of In a You know Reverse way And I right. think Sometimes the ego I could see it A lot of times When people hit positions Or they get They get a little bit Of tension You know in the, And they, they get the, the, the ego And they kind of Believe the hype And think oh, Wow this is it But it's not going to Always be like that You got
0: to Always yeah.
1: keep those Relationships going Because it's going To be a shift It's going to be a time Where things are different And those same people That you were with you, You've got to remember You know, you've got to remember that So I think sometimes that might kind of hinder us Um, You're right though That's that's absolutely right Yeah. So, but uh, that that's powerful. So now you stepped out there. You developed this great uh, media group that you have, and you started out, of course, with the, with the magazine um, there. And tell I guess, us a little bit more about the magazine, and then okay. we'd love to learn more. One about of the
2: things I did was I, like said I said, I actually launched the magazine in uh, the print version in 2004, which was my first one
0: and mm-hmm. you know i
2: came up with my own money to do it and and found like my distributor and you know had my writers and so you know i i took a year developing um the product because you know i when you develop a product you have to create it to be you know prepared and ready ready to become a brand so mm-hmm. initially we did that i wanted it to be um a national product i never wanted it to just be a local magazine so Every interview, such as Michelle Obama, it was a woman that, you know, any woman across the world could relate to and someone that had some type of national presence. So I did that. Um, we were out on our own, putting them out in different locations around the city, and we did that for a couple of years. We had bumps and bruises because we had to struggle trying to find advertisers. Then mm-hmm. in Oh. Six. I found another mentor. I was good for finding mentors. Uh, Bill Garth and Bill Garth owns the Chicago Citizen uh, newspapers in Chicago, and that again was a, a funny situation. I had been calling Mr. Garth wanting to partner with them and, and be an insert in his paper, and he said, Yeah, yeah, okay, D, yeah, okay, we'll talk <coughs> about it, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 get to it. And then so happened, my mom, my sister, and I were going to Jamaica. We were on the plane. Who gets on the plane other than Bill Gard? So oh, wow. that was my opportunity to just burn his ears off for about what four or five hours, whatever that flight was.
1: <laughs> he probably but felt it, like that. You're thinking, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, it was just really funny because you know how you, you you I'm
2: talking to him, talking to him, not getting anywhere on the phone, but then I actually see him. But I don't think anything is by mistake or chance. That was absolutely That's right. meant to happen. And so right. I talked to him all the way to Jamaica, and then, of course, I got him on the way back because he was on the same flight as we were. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually was headed to a, um, I think, a publish, uh, publisher's conference that was being held in Jamaica that year. So I talked mm-hmm. to him, and I said, Mr. God, we've got to do this. So he told me to come into the office, and sure enough, the war woman had become an insert um, inside the Chicago Citizen. That was like, I think, 06, and that. I think, put our distribution up to, like, about 100,000 copies uh, a month. Uh, But we still struggled trying to get advertisers, and there was also um, the issue that we were two African-American publications, you know, going after the same revenue. So that was kind of a little bit touchy. But one thing I always say is I I have so much respect for Bill Garth because he allowed me that opportunity, whereas other publishers didn't or wouldn't do it. He was not afraid to allow me that opportunity. And so that, again, but then, you know, and I learned something from it, but we put out a great product. Uh, From that point, I realized, okay, if I am going to be an insert in a publication, either I'm going to have to find someone that's not competing against me for the same market dollars. So Mm -hmm. that was my cue to contact the Chicago Tribune, which I had worked for, and also Mm -hmm. the Chicago Sun-Times. I set up mm-hmm. meetings with both of them. They were both interested. But at that time, I think the Tribune was going bankrupt at that time, and then they went bankrupt again recently. But I figured I didn't want to get caught up in, you know, their bankruptcy stuff, so I ended up going with the Sun Times. So No War Woman became an insert in Chicago Sun Times, and we were in there like oh eight, oh nine, 09, uh, no, seven oh eight, And, you know, that put us to a 500, What well, we were half a million um, in readership with that one. The problem we had there I think we got in the sometimes right when the recession hit. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's speaking real because, talk. <laughs> yeah, we came in at a bad time because the the year we came in, you know, we ended up like getting
2: caught up in the recession. Advertisers were pulling their revenue back. Um mm-hmm. but we did get a chance to put out, you know, some some great product for that year. We got a chance to cover um, the election. You know, I, I, we had great covers um, covering the, re- the elections here in Chicago. Um, we got privileges to go to Washington to cover. So the Sun Times put us in another arena in, in, in terms of um, our product.
0: Mm-hmm, so that was a great mm-hmm.
2: relationship. But as a businesswoman, I had to sit there and think about, am I going to continue this struggle of trying to put out this print product um or am I going to look at, you know, where I need the to trend. be in the future with this? Right, yes. and yes. Um, that's when I started seriously looking at the fact that I've had a website up since oh six but it was mainly used as a um, a corporate site. So that was when we began to think about, you know, transitioning over. So I took the, the brand and decided to go online with it, and that's when we became, you know, Noir Woman Magazine Online. Um and we we did that, you know, we've been doing that since 08 um, uh, 09. But then, you know, I also thought, how can you know the company grow and and create, you know, a stronger business presence? Just being mm-hmm. a magazine was not necessarily what I wanted to do. I want I wanted to be involved in technology and owning, you know, technology online. So that's how the Noir Woman ad network came to be because. I realized um, from talking to—I had a friend in Silicon Valley—and I said, "Listen, you know, I want to be involved in technology. I want a product, um, you know, not just a magazine, but I would like to build technology, something that has greater value." And mm-hmm. we talked about creating the ad network, which we did. And what that is is the average—the you know, Women Advertising Network—is just what it says, an African American women's advertising network. This is a place where. I can bring quality black content publishers together. They sign up in the (laughs) network. Um, The network sells the advertising, and we do a 50-50 ad split. Um, In addition to that, you know, I showcase uh, some of the content on No War Woman, but it also leads back to their sites to help them, you know, to help them to also increase traffic. So that is pretty much how we decided, um, you know, that we were going to do the ad network. I got someone to build out um, the, the technology, and then I started getting publishers in. And right now we have about, I think, 150,000 monthly page views in the network and still growing because we've got new
1: publishers that sign up daily. Wow, wow, wow yes. so That is that's that is a unique idea That's a very good idea To be able to do that So let's yes. say I'm a business person Now how would that benefit me As I, I have a marketing company And I want people to know about my services Or perhaps I want to market To African American professional women How does the ad network serve me And what would I need to do for, To become a part of it
2: Right. In two ways. If, if you have a publication um, or mm-hmm. a blog, because what we look for is like content, you know, we look for content partners or publishing uh, partners. As a content mm-hmm. partner, if you have great content, you don't want to be in the network, but you want to share your content on our site, we'll do that. But if you are a publisher and you are fit, trying to figure out how to monetize your website, which that mm-hmm. is the biggest problem with most publishers. They put up wonderful websites that they spend Beautiful. a lot of time creating,
0: yeah. but yet, yeah.
2: No, you have no visitors, A, and you're not making any money, B. And Google Ad ad Networks is not paying you any money. Trust me, I know. So (laughs) what I do, you know, so what we do is we say, hey, listen, uh, publisher, you've got this, you know, beautiful women's magazine. Join the Noir Woman Ad network. And then, mm-hmm. we, we'll, you know, we will sell ads on your site, and then we split the revenue with you 50-50. So you're going to make mm-hmm. far more money with our network than you ever will by having those little Google ads on your site. But the other thing is you can still keep those Google ads on your site. We just need a space or a banner where we can place ads when, you know, clients come in and let's say it's Macy's or someone, and they say, hey, we want to advertise through your network. This way right. they will advertise through a network that has 150,000 page views and they're never going to find your little site that only has 800 page views. You know, they're not even going to look for you. But if you're in the network, you're just probably going to accidentally make money just because you're in the network.
1: It's a cooperative. It's pooling the resources together. It's pooling resources. We're stronger Uh
2: as a group than we are individually. Unless you are, you know, Essence or one of the larger companies, you're not that relevant because they're not going to look for you. They're never going to find that beautiful
1: site that you have out there. Right, you're right. It's pretty, busy. but you are in, in the the network, a little bit more. You're
2: in, right, mm-hmm. but if you're in an ad network that has, you know, a, a million page views, two million page views, that's relevant and you become important and they're going to just go through the network because they're only looking for page views. And if you don't have now, enough, they're not going to look for you.
1: Now, is there a fee to join the ad network?
2: No, right now it's free for publishers to join. it. so anybody that has a great, you know, um, magazine that they would love to try to monetize, they can go okay. to noirwomanadnetwork.com and it's a place to sign up for publishers. All they do is fill out their information, sign up, and then we look at the site. And then, if, you know, if the site's good, we accept them. We look for publishers that, you know, update their content at, at least once a week because that's <laughs> important to be updated online. And for publishers that market their site in some ways, you know, we know everybody's not going to come in and have, you know, twenty thousand, thirty thousand monthly page views. But if it's a site that has yeah, so we will work with them to help them to increase their page views because we market mm-hmm. the sites. We market our partners because these are our publishing partners, so we do market them as well.
1: That's that's wonderful. Yeah, now so they can go and now, sign
2: up also an advertiser if someone's trying to advertise to our group. If they go uh-huh. to the Warwoman Ad Network dot com, there's a section that says advertiser, sign up here. They can sign up as an advertiser, they can create a um ad, upload that ad and serve it through our network.
1: Okay, okay. Now now let me ask you this because you're speaking of the advertisers and then we look at the advertising agencies. I mm-hmm. it's tell people, you know, what the difference might be or if there is a difference in what you're doing, uh, with the ad network, just so that we can all be clear on that. <clears throat> the difference
2: between um the ad network and advertising. Like an agency. Like what happens, you know,
1: we know you can go to an advertising right. agency, agency and and you know, what would people I I don't want anyone to get it confused and say this is an right. advertising agency or it's not. <clears throat>
2: In, in some ways we are, though, because we have three. Mm-hmm. As an ad network, we pretty much have become somewhat of an advertising agency, but it's a little okay. bit it's different from from the brick-and-mortar, you know, the brick-and-mortar okay. um, ad agencies like some of the main agencies that are out here. But the thing is, with, with the websites and, and with so many websites, the – You know the chances of a small publisher going to one of those big agencies and saying, "Hey, Mm -hmm. listen, I've you know got this great site, and I want you to put you know uh, I want you to put you know ads on my site, you know from Target and Macy's and all these companies." That's slim to none for Mm -hmm. a small site. Versus mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you're in the network, it gives you that opportunity because now you have strength because you are a part of so many sites, you know, that mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. you are you become relevant to a larger um, uh, advertiser. They want to reach that market. Versus, them, you know, if your site only has 800 monthly page views, you're not going to be that relevant to an agency because an agency, any ad agency is trying to reach volume for their clients.
1: Right, right, okay. Yeah, so you have
2: a better chance as a small publisher coming into an online ad network than you have Mm -hmm. going directly to the outside brick-and-mortar ad agencies. They're probably not going to look at you for several reasons, one meaning you may not have enough page views. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, your site may need some additional development or direction, which they're not going to give you. Whereas with Noir Ad Network, because we have a brand that's been around somewhat since 2004, we have some relationships already, you know, with the advertisers or with the ad agencies where they will trust buying through the network versus going to an individual with a publication.
1: hmm hmm Wow, this is this is some powerful information that Ms. D. Daniels yes. is sharing. But we're going to I take am, a short I'm break. All the secrets. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I said. We get it all right here on Wealthy Sisters. We want people to get the information now so that they can impact their businesses and increase their bottom line. So what we are going to do is go to a quick break. Come right back. Our lines are lighting up. We have a couple of people in queue to have questions if you wouldn't mind taking a few questions. We'd love Absolutely. to be able to do that as well. So, And those of you all who are wondering how to dial in, again, is 347-838-9278. And if you're in the chat room. You can also post your question there as well, or again, dial 347 and press 1 so that we know that you have a question. We're going to come right back with our very special guest today, Ms. D. Daniels. Stay tuned.
0: Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803. Or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Hi there, this is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved.
1: We are live and back on Wealthy Sisters. Thank you for everyone that's tuned in today. Our very special guest is Ms. Kadik Daniels. She happens to be the founder and publisher of the north Media Group, a, I mean, a major, as we say, conglomerate going on. We've been getting some great information on her ad um, network. We want to get the website out to everyone so that you can connect with her uh, as well. And then also, we want to remind everybody to go. Right now, click on that flyer for the tour so that you can get registered. We launch uh, back in June on June 13th in Atlanta. So, Miss Daniels, give us that website again so that we can get people to get registered in your network that are interested. Definitely, it's www. That's
2: N O I R. Woman, W O M A N. Ad, A D. Network n e t w o r k dot com. So it's Noir Woman Ad Network dot com.
1: Wonderful. Now in the media group, you also have other publications. You've got the Michelle Obama yes. Watch. You've got the African American Golfers Digest. Loving that. Our publishing and- <laughs> partners. Yes, we have
2: an amazing group of of you know African American women publishers. Um, that are like I said, we are selective about the type of publishers that we bring in. But of course, as you just stated, some of the quality, con- you know, publishing partners we have: Active American, uh, Golfers Digest, also um, uh, the Michelle Obama Watch, which is all about Michelle Obama. And these mm-hmm. are amazing um, websites that our publisher, our publishing partners, take a lot of pride in what they produce and they make sure that they're constantly updating their sites and and they have excellent um, quality content because we're really about uh, great content. Because one of the things that people are going to learn about the Internet, there are millions and millions of publishers out here, and I'm just going to be honest and say most of them are bad,
0: and Mm -hmm. they really are. Most
2: of them are horrible uh, in the sense that they don't have quality content. So one Mm -hmm. of the advantages that we have is that we actually, you know, by coming from, a a journalistic background, you know, I look at those sites to make sure that, you know, they live up to the same quality standards that we do in in Noir Women because we create um, original content. You know, I do a lot of celebrity interviews where I'm sitting there doing a one-on-one interview, so I don't want someone that has a website where everything in their site is from somebody else's content. We Mm -hmm. have people that, you know, are creative and and create great sites and that they want to showcase their, their talents, you know, as writers.
1: Thank you Right, right. I think it has, you know, I was saying that um, in the beginning of the show and I was talking about technology um, and how it has changed the game for publishing. It's changed the game, as we see, for broadcast as well. But, it, you know, and so it has a lot of us who are amateurs, (laughs) myself included, you know, it gives us an opportunity to come out and provide uh, information, create our own show, create our own magazine, but we don't necessarily have had the experience but the difference is, I think the mission and people really having a vision and a purpose, and not um, so much as seeking the opportunity just for the monetary benefit, because right. that's going to come. But there's so much that we see, you know. Oh, he made money, or or Facebook, right. he got rich overnight. So I think it did you know, like that, though. No. It yeah. never does. Yeah. We just we, it we think it does. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And you so gotta put you have in the all time. of these sites out here. Right, right, you do. You know, that, that you can you can buy articles, you can do this and you can buy it, And right. it's not from people's original content. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And that is what mm-hmm. is going I you know, I think and I and I say this from a publishing standpoint that and mm-hmm. as you see more and more of of online I think that it will start to just weed out bad sites and then you're just going to have a certain number of sites that are going to dominate online because right mm-hmm. now there, you know, content is, is is really poor a lot of times, and and actually I think that is what will ultimately be somewhat of the saving grace for newspapers because credibility is always an issue online. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you know everybody can become a a, a writer, a blogger, or, right. you know, an expert. Mm-hmm. But when Mm -hmm. you really need to know the truth, you're going to have to have a reliable source to go to. And for Mm -hmm. us, you know, for African-American women, that's what we create, that that site that, you know, we are going to make sure that we have a high-quality content site and have the best writers so that there is quality versus just having, you know, a ton of content.
1: Oh, a machine that's just pumping out information. Right. Exactly, or a machine. Because ultimately, that just and, and, you know, out. Mm-hmm. right,
2: I just think ultimately online there's going to be certain sites that are going to run the Internet, and these are going mm-hmm. to be the sites with, the, you know, with not only the best quality but some type of quality control. And that's what I, I think we still I, – I still try to manage our site as if it were a, a traditional print because I still have those values of print that I bring to the table, whereas most people – they just say, oh, I'm going to create a, a newspaper or I'm going to create a magazine, but there's no quality control, and, and that won't keep people coming back. You may get initial hits, but for us, our visitors come back uh, to Noir Woman usually three, four times, which is the same mm-hmm. uh, numbers that were for for uh, with print, because in the print world, African-American publications generally get three to four reads. So I know mm-hmm. we're doing right because we have those same type of stats with our online visitors. They come back, whereas a lot of sites, they don't get return visits, and that's why, because the sites, you know, the quality is not there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that 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 makes sense. Now, one of our um, chat room visitors wants to know what advice would you give a self publisher just starting out, and how can they benefit from the information that you are supplying today? That's a good question. Thanks so much, Jeanette.
2: A self publisher, in terms of mm-hmm. uh, magazine or book, I wonder. What okay
1: okay that that is a good good question as well. Are you talking about publishing a magazine, Jeanette, or are you talking about uh, a book publisher and why don't you talk about for from since we were talking about the magazine today, if you talk more about that, I know you've shared about the content we obviously know content is king and it's important The quality content. What exactly. other advice would you give um some self publishers getting started? I think
2: first and foremost, um, as a publisher, you want to identify, you know, what your product is in terms of create concept because that's one of the first things I did long before going to print, you know, I created a concept. What is this publication about, you know, Mm -hmm. what is the message that we're trying to, you know, deliver to consumers and how can we, you know, really reach them, you know, on a level that, They will want to be involved in that they will actually, um, you know, want to read this publication. So I think Mm -hmm. content and and, and concept is key, coming up with a strong concept. Um, Once you do that, of course, you want to look at producing a quality product. If it's online, you know, you want to get the best, You know, web development team that you can that can bring that vision uh, to life online. You want to be a little more creative because a lot of times you go online and most of these publications all look the same, and you can't tell whether you're at one or the other. And you Mm -hmm. want to kind of identify your brand to be different. With us, uh, one thing about the War Woman brand is like they know they're there when they're there. You know, our logo is very strong with the little floating woman, you know, in the middle, um, Mm -hmm. and our colors are you know strong. So. You want to look at those type of things which are important for initial development. Once you get, you know, all that down, of course, you want to look at how you're going to reach um, your target group. How am I going to market this, you know, to readers and consumers? How am I going to integrate uh, social media to grow this publication? And what am I going to do offline? Because my belief is that you have to be a multimedia company um, mm-hmm. in 2011 and beyond, that you cannot just do one thing. You must, you know, have events. Uh, you must have a radio
1: show or a television
2: show. You have to integrate all those things into your brand these days.
1: Mhm, mhm. Just to reach everyone. We, we can't afford to let any stone be left unturned, huh? <laughs> right,
2: because online is about multimedia, even though, you know what I mean, if they want to read, but they want to listen. They want to visualize. So you mm-hmm. have to kind of create... Um, your brand, so that you encompass a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Who are some of the great brands, or what are some of the great brands that you you kind of saw and said, "Yes, I love that brand. I like to pattern myself." Of course, with like you mentioned, having your unique identity. But what are some of those that you you really admired? I think.
2: Um, let's see, that's a good one. You know I've always been partial maybe to to the Johnson brand because, like I said, that was my mentor and i and I know. Um, when I think of myself I think of myself somewhat like that Because I started, you know, bootstrapping
1: And building a publication <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can relate You know, I can relate to those days Of saying, oh my god, I have no Money in a bank, what am I going to do I got to cry But I got <laughs> to stop the me <laughs> Right, I'm working on it <laughs> Right, so I think I mean, I, I've always and,
2: and because I'm in Chicago and I know that brand So, you know, that uh, the Johnson brand is always been one that's very um uh strong for me into uh as far as relating but I also look at at the major um you know non-african american publications for guidance in terms of of what I can do and and some of some of what I have implemented in my publication has come from my working at uh you know at 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 the chicago sometimes me being affiliated with the tribune um, when I worked at Liberty Suburban News, which was a small weekly newspaper um in the suburb of Chicago, I understood that it 's a very different um uh way of promoting to a like a daily like The Tribune and sometimes a daily paper, so you have every day to to create new stories whereas when I worked with Liberty Suburban they were a weekly, so I had to creatively figure out how to make stories relevant, you know, based on the fact that it's not news to happen right now. I mean, it happened a couple of days ago, but you have to make it relevant and how to integrate community because suburban papers are more community oriented. You want to implement the schools or, you know, people on the street and things like that. And so for me being a niche publication, I could pull from all of that information you know, to create my brand to make it,
1: you know, uh, significant for my readers. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you look at um, the whole we talk about, the advertising, we talked about marketing, I talked a little bit about that in the beginning of the show and PR. With all of that, a lot of times, again, with technology, the way it has created us, uh, the, the newbies out here, Sometimes we use those words interchangeably, and maybe in some instances um, we shouldn't. What are the distinct differences between advertising and and marketing or or PR?
2: You know what? It, it's, it's significant um, differences, and a lot of times people, I think one of the biggest downfalls for a business is not to understand mm-hmm. each and every one of those
1: and mm-hmm. how
2: vital they are in business. Like, for me, with my business, I will tell you, I created a business plan. I didn't even want to do it because I hate doing them,
1: but yes.
2: I knew how important it was for me, and I have a business plan that, you know, extends, like, you know, over a five-year period, and what that allows me to do is gauge, you know, what I'm doing and where I want to be or where I should be, you know, for a year or two years from the day. So one mm-hmm. of the things about it is, you should always have a plan, and you should have advertising, marketing, and public relations implemented in that plan. There is mm-hmm. a difference. Advertising is something that you pay for in order to bring, you know, consumers or, or clients uh, to your business. Mm-hmm. Marketing mm-hmm. is generally something that you pay, uh, maybe an employer or someone, to do for you. But marketing is bringing awareness to your brand. Now, see, okay. it's the difference between. Paying for clients to come and hopefully buy from you, opposed to paying to get clients to be aware of the products and services that you have, and then it's up to them to take advantage of those products and services.
1: Okay, okay. now that's it. Okay.
2: Public relations okay. is generally where you hire someone that will promote your your products and services and brand, and you're actually still paying indirectly for for advertising, but you're not paying. Um, you're not paying the uh, companies. You're just paying, I guess, uh, uh, the PR firm to go out and mm-hmm. get stories about you. But the value in that is generally, if someone does a PR piece on you, it, it's sometimes more stronger than paying for advertising because that means that mm-hmm. you had some type of um, a story or something you know that was interesting that they felt the need to to share with their readers or, or listeners. So you don't mm-hmm. really pay for the P, you know for PR. You don't pay the companies.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so that those are everybody heard the distinct differences because I know a lot of times we do see that um it's it's all used, like I said, interchangeably. Yeah. People clump it all into one clump it into one and say,
2: Oh, I, I'm doing PR <laughs> advertising and marketing and half the time they're not doing either. So, <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> But that's all right. You you're helping them today. I, I, I <laughs> hope a... so. I hope so. <laughs> now, now, now the truth tell us tell us more truths when we look at. Um, I was going to ask you about the um, advertising. You know, a lot of times when we advertise, I get people to say, "Well, I've heard them say," or "Or I put an ad in that book," and and I got I didn't get anybody to call me. I I, oh, I, I read well how long. Did you run it for? Well, it was a month. I paid her for a month. <laughs> you know, oh my God. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard that one before.
0: <laughs> so, so,
1: what do we need to understand about advertising? Because when you talked about bringing that awareness um, with I marketing love to as well, talk about and that part. I, I love to
2: bring the truth about that. Okay, first uh-huh. and foremost, I mean, you know, advertising, like I say, it's key. Um, But one of the things that people need to understand about advertising, as I said, it should be a part of your business plan that when you open the door, you are budgeted Mm -hmm. monthly that you are advertising. Now, Mm -hmm. advertising is something that you should do. You don't need it because once you need it, you are in trouble. And then you're going to be that person calling saying, I put an ad in and I didn't get any business. I want my money back. (laughs) And I'll tell you, a prime example of that is when you look at how bad our economy has been for Mm -hmm. the past year, most -hmm. of the businesses that have gone out of business have been companies that did not advertise previously, and many of them started to try to advertise advertise as they were going into the slump. It does not Mm -hmm. work like that. Strong companies know that they need to creates uh, brand awareness by marketing, a uh, some form of a marketing campaign. They know mm-hmm. that they need to advertise their products and services so that people know they are there for them to buy. If you don't mm-hmm. tell me what you have, I can't come buy it. Right,
1: right. Simple as right,
2: that. Um, right. If you are a CEO, I'm just like with me doing this show, this is a form of public relations in a sense.
0: Because right.
2: I am providing, you know, information to people that I don't know. You don't know about my brand, but you know now and you know about me. So right. this is exactly. that you have to do if you are a business owner. Otherwise I don't know why people waste their time and money opening doors to companies.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Because they, they we feel we get caught up, I think, emotionally. Um, yeah, it is not <laughs>
2: emotional. I it the right. funniest thing I just had a conversation with someone last week And they laughed at me when I said this. This, One of the things I said from day one when I started this company, it's not about me. It is bigger Mm -hmm. than me. This Mm -hmm. company, whatever decision I make in regards to Noir Woman or Noir Media Group, it is about the business, and no one is bigger than my business, not even me. That's how I like it.
1: Right. It's if so I got to replace it, it, me, if
2: I have to replace me to be successful, I would. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> right. It, you you have to because there again you understand you're in business to make money, not at the exactly. expense of others, it's our personal, but it doesn't right. make sense if you're not making I money, have too it's much no sense to, it. to
2: be, you right. know, to let ego get in the way or or right. you know to argue with someone if, if there's someone better equipped to, to run my company than me, then I would hire that person. It's just simple as Right. That. Um, right. When it comes to marketing and, and advertising, you know, I'll have to go without something to put an advertising budget together. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we do.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because well, the, I love you have that. to look
2: at the long run of, if you're looking for success, it's not right now. So you always right. have to look ahead in business
1: it's a process you're always on the journey forward and the, exactly. I think too I love the fact that you brought up it's not personal it's not emotional um, us being women uh, that, that old stereotype for <laughs> African American women you know the emotions uh, my mentor Linda Clemens, says that all the time take the emotions out of it you exactly. know, um, take it out of it because that's that's what gets in the way of us being successful in business and I I think Um, I keep talking about these shows, but I love the ones that are great example, this Shark Tank. And I saw an episode where a gentleman had this wine. uh, He created this process of of, of bottling wine like in a to-go cup or glass and instead of him separating the patent and sending it out to how many wine manufacturers can you think of out here and selling it to them, he wanted to focus on his own wine. He was all into it, and it was like you're you missing, you missing the big picture here <laughs> because right. you could tell he was emotionally attached to, oh, I have my wine. He, you know, that's how he spoke. So the emotions can make you lose out on money big time. <laughs> Lots of times
2: you have to put that aside. Side, and, and we also have to be open, you know, to collaboration, mm-hmm. open to partnership.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I do mm-hmm. what I
2: do. If I wanted to just focus on uh, Noir Woman magazine as a brand, I could do that and be fine. But mm-hmm. I created the Noir Woman ad network, which will benefit other publishers. It's not something right. I had to do. But, you know, right. when I looked at, at, at you know, what was online. There were no African-American uh, vertical advertising networks, But there were plenty right. of, of general market ones. So I created a presence, you know, for publishers online other than myself. That way it's not about me. It's about us as a group.
1: Right, right. I love it. Ms. D. Daniels has been our very special guest today. Please, we have three minutes left in the show. I hate that this show is ending. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could speak to you all day. Just just the powerful know, information. Okay. We can do that part two. I know, we have to. We have to really have to schedule that <laughs> for sure. But tell us how everyone can get in contact with you. We know you're on Facebook, Twitter. Let us know again.
2: I am I am on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and that is Noir Woman News N it's at Noir Woman News. N O I R W O M A N News N E W S. So follow me on Twitter there. Um you can reach me at the Noirwoman dot com site and you can uh it's publisher at noirwoman dot com. That's publisher at N O I R W O M A N dot com. Or you can reach me at the Noir Woman Ad Network, and that is business at Noir Woman Ad com. That's N O I R W O M
1: A N A D N E T W O R K.com. Wonderful, wonderful. So, with two minutes left,
0: give us your facing. final <laughs> remarks. <laughs>
1: No, I
2: just think that this is probably one of one of the better climates for business. I know we've you know been through a lot um with our economy over the the past years, but i I personally can see where things are are, are getting better. And I think no matter what type of business that you have, whether it's online or offline, most of what we talked about today can be implemented in any business format um at Noir Woman, War Media Group. We're here to we consult with clients. You know, if they need help building a, a magazine or a website, um, we just got involved with doing apps. We're providing um, uh, developing apps for online, so uh, and for I, iPhones and iPads. So, if you have a business, you need an app these days, so that your clients can download your app and you can stay in touch with them by emailing them and that type of thing. So, if you're looking to develop an app, we've got to get great product with that. So. Any consulting needs that that you have, feel free to call us or join our uh, Vertical Women's Advertising Network or any questions you have. I'm always open to uh, discussing ventures and opportunities with people.
1: Well you have heard it from Miss D Daniels. I tell you, go to her websites right away right now, find her there on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you so much for coming on and being so candid um with us on the show today and being so giving and sharing. We really appreciate that. Uh, we know we know that you didn't have to do that and uh, we're just grateful for you being so willing to share. That's what makes our, our guests, we feel, the best guests in the entire world because that's they want right. to give
0: back.
2: You have to. I mean, I, you yes. know, if someone else is successful, there's the opportunity that I can have success from their success, and that's just how I look at it.
0: And, oh, and that's I'll, awesome. I'll
2: post, you know what, I'll post the link. They can go to the website, too, to your uh, the posting that you put up for the page, and
1: I'll make sure yes. that my
2: link is yes. on there, too.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Once again, I want to thank all of our listeners who've called in today, those who are in the chat room and listening live via the web as well. Next week we will take the Memorial Day off, but we are thinking about doing some things. Um, really want to take the time to pay tribute to and understand what Memorial Day is really supposed to be about. Have a lot of reflection around that, so we want to honor our women uh, soldiers as well. But also, once again, Stay tuned to Wealthy Sisters. Thank you for tuning in today, and everyone continue to have a great week. See you next time.
0: This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnet, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.